We have all heard it a million times. You should have an ideal client avatar. And I, for one, don't believe in it whatsoever. So grab a cup of coffee or tea, and let's talk about how to really define your ideal client. Welcome to the Behind Her Brand Podcast with your host, Kimberly Spencer. Every week, join Kimberly and her guest for inspiring interviews with passionate business builders, corporate leaders, and catalysts of change. Plus, we will be sharing business and career building strategies and tools that you can use to grow. So let's dive into today's episode. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of our Behind Her Brand podcast. I am your host, Kimberly DeShill Spencer. And today I wanted to talk to you about something that I know can be frustrating for some, whether you're very established in your business, maybe you are getting started, maybe you're at a point that you really want to make a change. This is a common question I get asked, probably more than any questions I get asked, is how do I find my ideal clients? And the other side of that coin is how do I define it? And so I'm going to share with you my perspective on it. And please note, and I'm going to make this as clear as possible, what I'm sharing with you is not what is standard marketing. It doesn't fit what is commonly put out there. And the reason why I kind of go against certain things when it comes to marketing is I find that there's some really, really great tools. There's some really great foundational stuff. There's some really great information out there. However, you have to make it your own and not everything's going to fit you. Okay. So one of the things that's taught very often is that you need to have an avatar, um, an ideal client profile, which may work in certain sectors. But for the most part, I have found trying to create an avatar of my ideal client did not work for me. I remember when I was first starting out in business and I was told that concept and they told me to think about the age, think about their background, think about their occupation and all these different kinds of things. You know, it ended up, I feel like I ended up creating a fictional character, if you will, a character that really did not exist, a character that did not fit who I was. And more importantly, it didn't really fit the audience I was going for. But I was told this so many times in my early years that I kept trying to make this character fit. And what I found was I was frustrated. I found that I was not attracting anybody close to who I really desired to work with. And I ended up realizing that this just does not fit for me. Okay. And here's where I made the pivot. I started to think about the most. What type of people do I enjoy working with? What type of problems do I solve the best? What type of unmet needs do my expertise fit the best with? And I started asking myself those type of questions and then outlining, okay, so since this is what I do best, these are the solutions that I offer. These are the needs that I know that I can address. I found an own, my own framework of the type of people that I wanted to attract because here's the thing. And when I started building my business using this framework, which I'm going to break down in just a second, I found that my client base was all over the place in age, in race, culture, demographics, experience, income levels. None of them fit this avatar. None of them fit this this profile that I was supposed to create. They just did not fit that. But what they did fit was they all had the same needs that solutions that I was able to offer to them. And so when I started to create my marketing, I started to make sure that I address, okay, I knew that I really wanted to work with business owners. I really wanted to work with organizations that were having marketing struggles and branding struggles. And so those were my two areas. So I knew that I was going to specialize in marketing and branding. Okay. So I started looking at, okay, I attract 
up and coming entrepreneurs, but also very established entrepreneurs. And then I started to break apart. What is it that they are struggling with? What are the needs that I can meet? And when I started to list those different things, those are the things that I put into my marketing. So when someone is new in business, someone or is established in business, and they're saying, you know what, I am struggling when it comes to scaling my marketing, redefining my brand, developing my brand, and all the different things that go into that mix when they Google that information, they look up someone and they come onto my information, I will, I speak what they're looking for. This is why I always suggest to people that when you're writing your content, write it for the solutions that you offer. And also write your content based off of the objections that people typically will say, you know what, um, I can't afford this, or maybe I can just do this, or, or maybe I can do that. Whatever it might be that you know that you typically hear in objections, put that into your marketing copy as well. That's a freebie advice right there. But going back to the other thing, when you write based off of that, people will find you. They're going to find, okay, this person can help me with my marketing. This person can help me with my branding. This person can help me with my, and this is, this is not my area, but I'm just throwing out some extra ones. My health challenges, my financial um, hiccups. Um, they can help me with dating advice. Whatever your area is, when they find your information, they're going to self-identify that you are their person. Okay. Now, am I saying that you can't have um, what's the word I want to use best with this? Parameters. Maybe you don't want to work with someone between the ages of eighteen and twenty-five. Maybe you don't want to work with someone between the age bracket of X, Y, and Z. That is totally fine. That is told. There's no rule around that whatsoever. What I want to try to help you look at differently is that having an avatar, having these very specific things can actually eliminate the people that really need what you have to offer. So when I'm creating my solutions, when I'm creating my content, when I'm creating what I'm going to put out there in terms of marketing, I always think about what is the people that I'm trying to serve thinking? What are they feeling? What is it that they're seeing? What is it that they're experiencing? They fall in those four categories. In terms of thinking, typically different times of year, different type of challenges hit business owners as well as organizations. For example, in January through February, for most groups, whether you're a business owner or whether your organization business is a little bit slower coming off the holidays. So one of the biggest marketing challenges is how do we not make it slower? How do we still have engaging marketing? How do we still create um, a very strong start to our year? How can we do all these different things? So I know what they're thinking in that moment. I know what they're feeling, that anxiety a little bit of, okay, okay, we got to make sure we hit the year strong. And so when I'm creating my marketing around those 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 thought processes, I think about that and I answer those so that those questions. I put the information out there for the solution, and that way they can contact me and say, you know what, we want to work with you because you can help us fill in the gap for this. Do the same thing for your audience. Okay, think about what they're thinking about at different times of the year. Think about what they're seeing, the kind of information that is out there. There's so much information out there that, yes, may be good, but some of it may be outdated. Some of it may be too much of a you know, sp- spray hose, if you will, like it covers everybody and it doesn't work that way. Look at what they're seeing. Look at what they're absorbing. Look at what it is that's being sent to them. What is it that's being on social media? Because oftentimes people, when they see things repetitively, they say, you know what, I'm going to try it. I'm going to implement it. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes it does. But you got to have a good pulse on what information is being put out there. Okay. 
Next, what are they experiencing? Are they experiencing growth? Are they experiencing some stagnation? Are they experiencing some pushback? Are they experiencing a drop in their numbers? Whatever it is that they may be experiencing, ask yourself again, how can you be a solution in that same space? Okay, so I'm hoping you're seeing the framework here is that it's really important when you're trying to create your profile, you think of your solutions, what you answer to people. Also think about the characteristics of the kind of clients you want to work with. This is another big thing because here's the thing. You don't want to open a door to just anybody and everybody that may not fit your core values, may not fit your business values. They may not respect your boundaries, what have you. It is important that you have a good gauge on these are the type of personalities I really, really gel with. And here's this more importantly. When you really know the kind of people that really make you feel like, man, I love someone that's coachable, someone that loves to try new things, someone that's creative, someone that really has a heart for family and friends, and and maybe they have a spiritual life. You know, whatever that might be that you find, man, these are my people. These are the people I love to serve. That should also show up in your marketing. That should show up in your social media. Because when I look at someone that I may want to hire for something, I search everything about them. And I want to see what kind of person are they? What kind of company is this? What kind of team members do they have? And I ask myself, are these the kind of people that I want to work with? Are these the kind of people that I want to interact with? And so people do the same thing with you. So again, this goes into creating your ideal client profile, if you will. Um, Not an avatar, but really and truly making sure that people know that you're the kind of person that one, these are the answers that you can, uh, solutions that you can answer for them. Two, here's the kind of personality you have because you're going to draw people that typically are going to like who you are. Okay. Here's an example of something else. And I learned this a lot um, when I first started. There was a couple of people that did exactly what I did. Not say a couple, but there's always a million people that do what I do. But um, there was one person in particular in my area, in my city, and I have a different approach. She has a drastically different approach. We couldn't be more different. Okay. So there's a couple of times where people that came to me, I knew were not a good fit because they they were looking for something a little bit more hardcore, a little bit um, more direct, a little bit more um, edgier. And that just wasn't my personality in that way. And so she was a great fit for people that needed, that wanted that type of approach. I was a good fit for other people that wanted a different type of approach. So our marketing solutions were very similar, but here's what separated our client profile base was by the characteristics of our brand, the characteristics that we show people about who we were and the people that were drawn to our respective personalities were the ones that were attached to our market. I mean, our marketing, but to our brand and actually hired us. So I'm going to challenge you to spend a few minutes and think about every solution that you offer. Okay. Then ask yourself, when I go to my marketing and my outlets, and you guys may have heard me say this another time on a podcast because I just believe in this, make sure that you're communicating what it is that you actually offer, okay? That is very important. Second, again, look at the personality, the characteristics. Think about what is your audience thinking, feeling, seeing, and experiencing. That is very key, okay? So I hope this helps you a little bit. I'm going to challenge you and end on this note. I am not going to say that avatars are bad. Please don't mistake what I'm sharing with you today. But for me, I found it limiting because it did not fit the people that I was drawing in. It did not fit my client base at all. But when I really started to break down that it's okay for me to show my personality throughout my branding, 
it's okay for me to really be very clear on letting people know, here's what I do. Here's the solutions that I offer. Like, for example, someone calls me and says, hey, I need your help with all things social media. I may not be your person because I don't specialize in that. Now, am I good at it? I think I have a great grasp on it. But is my specialty? No. So I make sure that I'm very clear in everything that I put out there, what my specialty is. Look at your marketing, look at your branding and ask yourself, are you being very clear? Because what happens oftentimes is when you are in a place of saying, I don't really know who it is I'm attracting. I don't really know if I'm putting out the right information. That tells me that you're not clear. That tells me that you're not firmly focused on the solutions that you offer. And more importantly, more importantly, that you're still trying to build, define who you are in your marketplace. So if you're trying to do that while you're also trying to market what you what you do, it will be confusing to those people that you're wanting to reach out to, okay? A confused buyer just does not make that step and contact you. They don't. If they're not fully clear, they see that you're doing multiple different things and they can't pinpoint one core thing that you do, they're not going to probably reach out. Okay. So I'm going to challenge you to look at everything again. I I know I've said this before. I'm going to still probably always say this throughout my podcast because I think it's very important that you constantly look at what is it you're putting out there because the person that you're wanting to work with, they need to be clear on who you are. They need to be able to identify you very quickly. They need to be able to say, oh my gosh, I need this. I really want to get healthier. So since she's a nutritionist and she offers these kinds of solutions, I want to work with her or I need some organizational change. Man, my, my team is all over the place. So this person says they're special and specialized in this and everything I read about them seems to fit that. That's my person. That's what you want people to do, to self-qualify themselves and selecting you as a person that they're going to connect to. Okay. So I hope this was helpful. This is, as I shared earlier, our Behind Her Brand podcast. I would love any feedback that you have, any questions that you may have, please reach out to us because the goal of the podcast is to help you, is to hopefully give you a little bit of nugget to say, you know what, let me put this in action. And hopefully, and that's my hope and my prayer for each of you listening, is that it helps you propel forward. Okay, because I want each of you to succeed. Every person listening to this, I want you to succeed. I want you to grow and I want you to have the kind of businesses that you desire. But I don't want you to do is get caught up in things that won't allow you to grow. I don't want you to build within a a structure that won't be, uh, first word I can use for that, that won't be helpful in developing a very limitless brand. Okay, all right. Thank you, guys. Please visit our website at www.behindherbrand.net. Again, I'm your host, Kimberly DeShield Spencer.